or computers crashing. <laughs> oh God! Hi, Craig. <laughs> Craig yeah, terrifies me. Yeah, uh, he'll probably crap out and be gone. So don't don't pay attention. I thought I had him muted. I'm sorry. Server I'll mute him. Oh yeah, my my players mm -hmm. like to hear him talk. And when we use uh, uh, Alistair, and it's got a bit of a posh accent when they say it, and they they love <laughs> hearing him so much. And I'm like, it's just a means to an end, guys. <laughs> He's He's only he only has as much <laughs> sapience as we give him for being an <laughs> asshole and dropping the call. Like it's <laughs> so yeah. I guess we can just uh, just keep chatting and diving right in this week on Hexgrid Hangouts. I'm joined by two cast members from the Star uh, Starship shit that'll get cut uh, Starfinder Homebrew Podcast Emergency Power Podcast. How's it going? Hey. Uh, so just so everyone knows, I have the GM Jeff. Other way around. Nope. Son GM of a bitch. Adam over here. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, to my credit, I I'm scooping you guys up with six episodes under your belt. So the GM, right. Adam, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. And Jeff is a player. Who do you play? I play Scriff Dovetail. That's Jeff is the one I've had a little bit of conversation with uh, on the internet. So yeah, I'm, uh, thank you. I'm a media <laughs> outcast, and I refuse to go on there unless a I have hermit. to. Yeah, we're, exactly. we're all hermits. Uh, I was elected as head hermit to uh, oh, venture okay. the internet. Yeah, I'm we were going to starve to death, and he had to go out and get food for us. Uh-huh. Yep. Look, we live in a society, guys. <laughs> That's so. I am definitely going to touch on that in a bit. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your show. Yeah, sure. Uh, we got into Starfinder not long ago, and we were just having so much fun with it that we we could totally do a podcast. We got a good group of guys here, mm -hmm. so we just kind of dove right in because. Jeff and I have been playing together forever. We like co-DM, we switch off and on, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it came to the whole point of the podcast, we thinking about, well, podcast should be this fun thing that people can sit down and enjoy, kind of charge up on. And so that's how like the emergency power network thing started. Mm -hmm. Sit down, charge up with us. So we just want to have fun with it. And we hope that listeners have fun with it, too. Yeah. yeah and, you know, we, we try to keep it positive on the whole. Yeah. That's yeah, why I'd say yeah, uh, mostly clean podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, thinking, yeah, it, it is mostly clean. This, the what, what you guys are getting into is fascinating. And also, uh, before I get into that, like, I really love the branding you guys do at the beginning, the uh, plug-in sort of thing. Like, I really... I. I'm crap at that kind of thing. So I just like, I made up this name years ago and I'm just, just shackled myself to it. And one day we'll do a hex crawl. Uh, <laughs> but you guys yeah. immediately just have this presence, which I just, I just ate up and it's great. You guys are telling a homebrew story. So uh, I'd like mm -hmm. to kind of get into your origins. You two have been playing for a while. How long were you playing Starfinder all together before uh, and who had the idea to jump into uh, content creation, basically? Mm, Starfinder altogether, I made not even a year, right? Okay. No, no, that uh, was, was that was maybe, pretty quick. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, but we but we've been playing other RPGs for a while. Uh, I actually went back. I did some research uh, prior to this interview, and because I was curious, how long have I been playing tabletop RPGs? Uh, and my first purchase, I remember it. It was uh, on Drive Through RPG, and I bought a copy of Exodus RPG, which is it was supposed to be the official fallout tabletop rpg mm. but the licensing fell through there was some kind of snafu with uh them and bethesda and they had to drop the official uh licensing for fallout but they Ooh. still released the game it was a d20 based system so like you know D 3.5 type stuff and uh, it was called Exodus, and yeah, it was it was a little crunchy, a little crunchy. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it was a lot of fun. As we talk about Starfinder, yeah, well, <laughs> Starfinder's got its own thing going on. Um, but you know, Exodus was was fun in its own right, and I, mm -hmm. I like the setting of post-apocalyptic. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so we started off with that, and uh, that was 11 years ago. Wow. All right. Long time to keep a group together. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's changed through the years, but mm -hmm. uh, Adam and I have tried to have some game or another running most of the time. There was a, a dip because I moved from California to North Carolina a few years, years back, and uh, that you know put a damper on a lot of uh, games that we were in the uh, process of playing. Mm. But uh, we picked it up a, a couple years ago, I think, and uh, started playing again. And one of those games was Starfinder. Nice. And uh, so you guys seem like the core, and you brought in... Uh, I'm sorry, character names are easier for me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no so, worries. So, uh, so 5e, Scriff, and I know there's a third. Please. Pawns. 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 Oh, I should have had this the, written the down. Contempt yeah god yeah i whenever i hear a contempt like people's introduction to a contemplative in this system whenever a player is them uh is one of them i'm just like like gripping my seat to just how much they're going to lean into just how fucking bizarre uh there's going to be swears in here guys you can swear uh so it's it's the gigantic brain from mm -hmm. futurama absolutely yes. all i can think about yeah. Uh, so it's having so much fun trying to think how we have the ability to do most things. Zero physical characters. Yeah, it's it's just so good, and I it's one of the many things I love about this system. It's just how bonkers uh, you can get with uh, no. player player races. So uh, so yeah, you guys uh, you got all friends. You you, you loot, link up and you start playing together. And or was there like any sort of audition process? What what's your guys is like? Like I want to get into the nitty gritty of how you guys sure. got your stuff. Um, well, I'm kind of the linking factor between most of them, um, mm -hmm. in that I worked with Cooper and uh, he and a couple other of the people at the place I worked were like, oh, we want to kind of hang out and get to know each other more. Uh, Adam, I heard you have dm'd before i'm like yeah okay and so we started playing 5e and cooper just has these really creative ideas and so i thought he, yeah, he'd be a good good guy to pull in for that and uh richard is a friend of jeff's significant other 
and she'd played with him for yep. a long time. And we brought him in on another Starfinder campaign that Jeff and I are co-running. And he just has years of experience and role play understanding under his belt. So he was just this natural choice for it. Again, like Jeff and I have been doing this forever. So like how many people can we get that have either a lot of experience or really unique takes on role playing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It just kind of came together. Yeah. And, and not, for, for me and Adam, it's not just tabletop RPG. I just wanted to point out that, uh, you know, in addition to the tabletop role-playing experience that we have, we also have LARP experience, uh, which oh, we draw on a years lot for of our it. podcast. <laughs> years. Years and years. Okay, so uh, I've not participated in LARP at all. I know what it is. Uh, and, and I know that, you know, like a lot of hobbies, there's a misconception about it. Uh, certainly movies that portray it don't <laughs> do it any favors. Uh, so sure. can you give me an example of something... LARPing brings into your show. Yeah, LARPing is very much about uh, improv. Like it, you gotcha. gotta think yeah. on your feet because you're you're live in person with these folks, uh, and you only have a set amount of time to get mm -hmm. through everything. Uh, so it plays on a lot of the same skills that uh, RPGs, tabletop RPGs, uh, use. But the difference being you get to actually utilize some physical activity as well. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's an inevitable progression for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, oh, you like playing this character? Yeah. <laughs> How would you like to also hit people in the face with uh, while playing your character? It's definitely something uh, I've been podcasting for three four years and i've only been playing tabletop games for maybe five or six and uh so I, i'm relatively new and i and my players most of them have decades on me but and i've always like you know as kids you know we would play you know we're power rangers we're beating each other right. up and stuff <laughs> sure and and like but like tabletop games larping was like that forbidden, ooh, that's a step too far. Once you're doing that, that's what you do. And now that I've been doing this and podcasting has become who I am, uh, for better or worse, uh, like LARPing has just become <laughs> like that thing, like I want to do it. I need to get into it. This is, you're right, it's a logical progression. And, you know, sitting here animatedly talking with my hands, playing these characters, I would love to just uh, let loose and use that physicality in like, uh, like a, a safe environment too. Like I feel like I, you know, finding Absolutely. groups of people who are like, you know, this is a game we're here to have fun. And like, it's, it's uplifting rather than like, you know, nitpicking acting ability sort of thing. That's been kind of a, right. a, a little sticking point for me of diving right in because like, I'm not the best actor. Uh, that's, it's a reason why you I got to find the right one. group. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, all, all there's different LARP groups, right? And it, you got to find one that has a cast of people that you can jive with. Um, we did LARP back in Southern California, and just mm -hmm. naturally by the environment that we're in, there are a lot of uh, people who are in a, aspiring actors out there. Yeah, and, we were near uh, Hollywood. Some of, some of yeah. them oh, get okay. into <laughs> some of them get into LARP. Uh, either through their interests or because it's a great way to practice improv or what have you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, 
I feel like that also really helped us step up our game, just being in the presence of these people in a uh, non-judgmental environment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that that encouraged us to improve our game as well. Yeah, it's uh, it was really interesting because when I first came into it, Jeff brought me. I was just blown away by not only like the costuming that people had, but the fact that they completely immersed themselves and became an entirely different person. And not just for a couple hours for a session or whatever, it's an entire weekend. And the one we went to was like, you never are really out of character. So, you know, you go to sleep, you wake up, you're still groggy. Guess what? You might get murdered as you're waking up. So you have to (laughs) continuously be ready for anything. And it's yeah. It's some like some larps, to... some larps don't have a downtime. They are twenty four hours for the time from the time they start to the time they end on the weekend. Usually mm-hmm. Friday night to Saturday uh, late night, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Sunday morning. And uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, no downtime. Right. Yeah. So like people will come in in the middle of the night into your cabin or your tent. Well, not your tent, tents off limits, uh, but into your cabin and they'll be like in full monster gear and mm-hmm. will like attack you at night. So you got to be ready at all times. And I, I imagine when you join groups and set these events, there's, you can establish, you can have established ground rules as pertaining to that. Like you don't have rogues going in like uh like it, it's like free game. Like there's got to be like some sort of consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of the, everyone. A lot of it was, you know, I I want to, you know, steal from this tent or whatever. You go and you talk to the game runners about it, and you say, okay, I I went to this tent from this time to this time, and I was looking for these kind of things, mm-hmm. and you know, then the the players will also have a chance to interact with. Uh, uh, the situation so they can be like, uh, have these defenses going on or whatnot. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's oh. a lot of fun and like immerses the heck out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, talk about like nerdy activities that are social, especially if yeah. you're an extrovert, yeah. uh, you know, th- this is a place where you can go to just hang out with people who all love the same things that you love. Yeah. yeah. One, one of my very favorite parts about it is, you know, because you're going in to become a different character, no matter what things you have going on in your life, maybe you're more of a shy person, maybe you don't really like to talk about your interests or thing like that. You show up and you can display that kind of thing through your character and just have this buffer zone between your personality and what you're showing. Mm-hmm. And it's I- it's very cathartic in a lot of ways. I, yeah, I imagine it would be. I'm quite introverted, and the uh, uh, so, uh, I haven't really been uh, in-person social for literal years. Uh, pandemic <laughs> notwithstanding, it's just, I'm comfortable at home. I'm cool with at home. My friends around the world are really cool online. So, like, you know, but I'm very much that person where, like, if you tell me, like, a month in advance, like, hey, we're all going to do this, and we're going to hang out and have fun, I can do that. 10 yeah. minutes after that that time limit has ended i am depleted i need emergency <laughs> power immediately oh, and i, I need to not be <laughs> talked to for the next four to five days 
Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's it's a it's a draining thing for me. I'm not an extrovert. Yeah. Uh, I could best be described as an ambivert, but that's through a lot of uh, <laughs> practice at being outgoing, and it's yeah. not uh, natural. But yeah. uh, you know that that was kind of my same thing. Was I get I get done with LARP and I'm just exhausted. I sleep for half a day, and yep. I need to recharge my batteries by being at home and like mm -hmm. playing video games uh, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and I made a lot of good friends, too. Excellent. So uh, going I back... I recommend it. Oh, yeah, I, like, as you were talking, I was resisting the urge to peck on my keyboard, looking up for local ones. I could do it later when I'm editing. But, uh, yeah, it's like now that the pandemic is not over. I mean, I, you know, full disclosure, like, it's not. <laughs> it's not. We can I, see the light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. it's still over there. Yeah, but still, like, I have, like, a, a made-up... Uh, time in my head of when I'll feel safe. It's a lot further than everyone else's, it seems. <laughs> but uh, once, yeah, once that's gone and I, I can you know, go grocery shopping without uh, tightening in my chest, I will uh, definitely sign up for some local stuff because I see it. At, I'm in Colorado, so very outdoorsy oh. activity going on here. We have a quite profound uh, LARP group that like really hams it yeah. up for the. Uh, renaissance festival we have uh nice close to us so like it's it's always like that urge has always been there and i think like after a year and change of not having any i think i'm ready to just jump in so um circling you back want some to... advice for oh, for how to do your first larp oh, uh okay absolutely. uh the the best tips i can give you if you're anyone mm -hmm. listening is going out to uh try your first larp one bring lots of friends that you know because you'll be more comfortable around those people that you know. You'll make new friends once you get there, but having a core group that you can hang out with uh, is, is very helpful. Two, write your own story. Don't expect, so, you know, the, the premise of LARP is you have a team of uh, storytellers. They're essentially your GMs, and they, they will write plot for the event, and there will be an overarching story. But if you want to maximize your fun, make your own story have fun within your group with things that you can control that don't necessarily need gm input you'll have a much better mm -hmm. time wow awesome thank you yeah um wow this was a great tangent to go down usually they they crash and burn but this one was delightful uh so uh, <laughs> uh relatively new to the system itself you you immediately jumped in you've up to six episodes released so You've been yeah. entirely pandemic recording, so typically I'd ask like, yep. "How are you doing since the pandemic started?" I don't have to do that with <laughs> you guys. You guys have you guys have been living it since day one, uh, with regards to this production. But uh, tell me a little bit and, about yeah, your story. Oh, go ahead. And we don't have we don't have a choice uh, either with online versus local because we've got two mm -hmm. people in North Carolina, one in California, and one in Ohio. Of course, yep, yep, very good. I have. Uh, me in Colorado, got a Texan, Wisconsin, and two Boston people. So, like, I don't really – I had a group before the pandemic, and uh, that – once once it's – once I once I saw, saw – once I started to take it seriously, and it wasn't just uh, fake news or what have you, I'm like, uh, we're not meeting anymore, guys. We will see how things shake out. And that group just, like, in the podcast, they were only – 10 sessions into their campaign i'm like no my not doing 
Like, I, I'm not going to... Like, these people have kids, and they aren't... You know, they're laughing about it. So I'm like, mm, no, that group's gone. Uh, the characters are alive and well, possibly. So I started this new group of internet people that I could, you know, I don't... I don't have any risk now. So uh, I am curious how other shows that I see, bigger shows than me, are uh, now vaxxed up and meeting up again. And I don't think I'm going to yeah. go that route. I love having the internet as my casting uh, <laughs> casting list instead of, you know, everyone has to be local and clog up my uh, my office, my personal space to do this. When I can, like, reach out to my buddies in Australia and, like, hey, if I move my time around, you know, I just, I love the flexibility that this has afforded uh, ventures like this. We don't need to be in the same room breathing each other's sweat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, early on when Jeff and I were trying to keep a table running, uh, one of our players moved away and we were trying to figure out how to do like a hybrid of people in person and over the internet. But mm. this was eight, nine years ago. So we didn't <laughs> yeah. have the discords and the Zooms yep. and that kind of yep. thing. So it was just completely undoable but yeah now that we have all this technology especially in the pandemic it's just boomed like crazy we can yeah. pull in people who have like you said experience from different parts of the world and it sounds like they're sitting in the room with us mm -hmm. fantastic yeah uh so uh immediately when i saw you guys immediately hooked into your story and uh i don't want to nice. you know, spoil anything uh <laughs> uh for people that i want people to like this is someone who listens like i my friends and some most of my listeners know like i starfinders it's not the perfect system it's maybe not the best system but no. it's my favorite sure. setting and so i'm yeah. like all in on it so that's why like i'll listen to multiple groups playing the same ap i've kind of eased off of that i'll choose like one but like any homebrew <laughs> podcast it's it's not crack, but it is like so <laughs> endearing to me that folks like you, like, yeah, this is a great setting and the stories that they tell are cool. I want to tell my own story and just immediately your guys one just, just lights my hair on fire. Uh, the stuff that you reveal in six, five, uh, the, the implications uh, of the drift stuff, like, like oh, I, yeah. I listen at work. So like I legit stopped what I was doing at work. It's not a, I'm not driving, so it's fine. But I, I just stopped what I was doing, and I just stood there a moment, like, "Holy shit, they're doing this!" You guys, like, <laughs> the the conceit, the conceit of the game is, you know, what it is, and then what you're doing, I'm like, "Is it time travel? Is it this? Is it?" And it's just like, like whatever you're doing, I am like all in. And when you, uh, <laughs> Jeff, when you were like, hey, or whoever does the Twitter, uh, I, I've chatted with That's me. Jeff on here a bit, and uh, you guys on twitter a tiny bit so like they were like yeah we want to link up and do something I'm like yes please <laughs> like okay <laughs> uh, like i may have been doing this a couple years and i don't know what the perception of my show is because i have uh severe uh lack of self-esteem but like when someone's like oh yeah i want to do stuff with you i am doing somersaults in my heart of like <laughs> they want to they want to play with me my my bullshit yeah sure. i'm i'm in the same boat <laughs> i'm seriously yeah. same spot <laughs> yeah it's it's tough like in two three years in it's not any better this is a lifetime condition i have but like it's so, called imposter syndrome 
Exactly. Yes. Uh, so like I've gotten better. Like, you know, I've, you know, when someone says they like something, I don't immediately like punch them. But like, <laughs> it's tough. And when, when the community as the tabletop Starfinder homebrew is kind of its own little niche community within a niche community, sure. like hell yes, let's link up. Hell yes. Let's chat. Let's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I'll never like, you know, overcommit anymore. Uh, but like, yeah, yeah, we can hang out. Yeah. You want to do shit? Fuck yeah. Let's do that. So, uh, tell me a little bit about the basic conceit of your campaign so far. So people can stop listening to me, uh, hype it up and you can tell me <laughs> within your own words. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the big thing is I have never really run adventure paths. I've always been kind of a world builder uh, mm -hmm. since I was a kid. Even when I was like going to sleep, I'd lay down and just start building stories in my head. So when we decided to do this podcast, Starfinder has this great world that has a lot of core stuff going on, especially with the adventure pass, but it has a lot of area to expand on. And I wanted to find a spot that no one had really touched on yet and expand on that and have fun with it, play with it. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it, it's hard to talk about the story without giving away too much. Yeah, but... Tell me fine. more, Adam. It, it, <laughs> you can, you can sh obviously share whatever you're comfortable with, but like five episodes in, if you want to talk a little bit about what has like what you've revealed, like it's still like intro sure. to the story. So like I just didn't yeah. want to take that out of your hands and let you dictate what you felt comfortable sharing, but yeah, you are absolutely going in an area that uh, it's it's on my radar. Uh, one of my players says I would like to explore this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, buddy, let's just get out of the, these caves that we're in currently, and we'll do sure. that. <laughs> but then hearing yours, I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna go there, and I'm just gonna let you guys do it, and then I'll just enjoy it through them, uh, through you, <laughs> and because what you're doing is just bananas oh, I love it. <laughs> so let's go ahead let's go ahead and we'll we'll spoil the first five episodes anyone listening if you haven't seen the first five episodes of emergency power podcast pause this recording and go watch that or listen to it <laughs> yes emergencypowernetwork.com and then come back in six seven hours it. and then hit play on this again <laughs> i promise you it will not feel like that yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll talk a little bit about it. I, I may leave uh, the the later episodes for people to listen to, but it starts off with, you know, these main characters heading to the diaspora and something goes terribly wrong. The next thing they know, they wake up on this planet. They had just like jumped into the drift. So how the hell are they here now? Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on where are they why are they here so they have very little information to go off of and they're just being they are immediately besieged by like goblins and then have to flee into this domed city that's just decayed and ruined and it's <laughs> i try to imagine how my characters will feel as they're going through situations, you know, I don't want to leave them so out to dry that they're just like, well, I, I don't even know what to do. I guess we'll just, I, I guess I'll just die then. Uh, <laughs> but I also want to do like little breadcrumbs here and there because 
a slow reveal of the story is where characters can actually express their emotion, their confusion, their frustration, their joy through their role play experience. And like, if that's where I live, that's, those are the moments that I really love. Fortunately, our crew's pretty good at those moments and getting better all the time. But yeah, I, <laughs> I want to say so much more, but fair. No, that's, I just can't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. Like it's, you know, I, I'm nobody. I don't have wisdom, uh, but whatever you're doing, you have a, you know, whatever equivalent adamantium mine on your hands. <laughs> like what you have, it's so rich. Like, I, and, and if, and if you like turn on a dime and do something completely different, I look like an asshole. That's on me. But like what you're doing is just like it's it's good, it's hard hitting, and like I, I cannot stress enough, like you guys have you have a solid fucking premise on your hands. So uh I you Thank release you. every two weeks? Yeah, yeah every other yeah, every other Saturday. Good for you. Uh weekly releases are <laughs> for the birds. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were we were yeah. thinking about it early on, and because I'm I'm trying to, you know, write as I go and build the world mm-hmm. as I go, I just absolutely cannot do video editing, audio editing, writing, yes. running. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this was a lot of new experiences for us outside of tabletop, uh, just mm-hmm. creating a podcast. And so with those yeah. challenges, we said yeah, we'll start with every other week and see how it goes and. If we build up enough backlog, maybe we'll switch. But currently, that, it's every other week. Okay, yeah, that leads uh, to my next question. So how far out are you recorded from where you're releasing? <laughs> we have uh, one backlog episode right one, now, yes, but uh, we're yes. going we're gonna to be recording two on our next mm-hmm. recording session. So then we'll be ahead by two. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a great... bit tough with yeah. uh, how everyone's hours are for working. Uh, you know, especially during the pandemic, it's kind of all over the place. So we just find like what days we could actually get a recording in, and mm-hmm. any other days that are like, okay, we could squeeze one more in there, we go for it. Yeah. You know, very cool. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's very common uh, problem that a lot of us have, and that that extra episode of backlog is going to feel so good. Uh, so, but oh, yeah. you mentioned before yeah. we recorded that you had some you wanted to talk about some of the challenges you were facing like uh yeah getting technical difficulties yeah yeah please (laughs) they they are my delight as someone who's been doing this a couple years i recently lost a three-hour interview with another uh starfighter podcaster and i just seppuku comes to mind just throw her into a ball in the I corner just, and yeah, eat I an entire want, gallon of ice cream. I want to turn in my microphone, hang up my Patreon badge, and just like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, oh, I feel terrible. And I haven't told him yet. So if he's listening to this and you know who you are, if you know who you are, I'm so sorry. It's just uh, like that <laughs> meme, lay down, try not to cry, cry a lot. Cry a lot. Yeah, I I hate it. So, so tell me, tell me, uh, make me feel better and tell me some of the, the stuff you've, you've fumbled over in your, uh, beginning times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> because I was, I was the first, okay. I was the first one to mess up. Uh, oh, this was maybe episode three. 
or two. I think it was it two. It was early. It was early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started the episode, and it wasn't until we were about a half hour into the episode that I realized that my new key binding for toggling mute was <laughs> muting the recording, and we had lost all of my first 30 minutes of audio. Yeah. So we had to start over. The the saving grace of that one, though, is because we kind of knew what was coming within the first half hour, everybody was warmed up. They felt more fluid. And so it actually came out sounding better the second time through. Oh. And so that was great. But, you know, it still was a bit of a blow to have to stop, take a deep breath, be like, okay, once more with feeling. <laughs> but yep. the hardest part of that was redoing the intro because we yeah. try to keep it informal and loose um, and yeah. like you you think to yourself like do i tell the same joke again <laughs> like is or should i not would that feel yeah. forced yeah yeah will the will the guys laugh the same amount and i'll, I'll right. know if it's a different laugh like i'll know it's forced if like, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. The the other one was a little bit more behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. I have to decide if I want to go back and fix it. Uh, <laughs> our our first episode, because I hadn't really edited a whole lot to that point, especially when it comes to audio, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty rough to risk ris- to listen to. And, you know, it's only six episodes in. We're drastically better. We have better equipment. We understand mm-hmm. how to do sound editing a lot better. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's the first episode. That's the intro to the podcast. How many people am I going to lose? Because all of my S's sound like a punch to the eardrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will tell you, as someone who's been in the community a fair bit, almost every podcast has... Uh, uh, jumps and starts what's the phrase uh but like you know the first episode or two typically a little rougher uh, uh sure. podcasts like the the table verse uh southern tomfoolery they're all bigger podcasts than i and they like straight up say like you know what the first couple episodes i can't even listen to once we get to like six or seven <laughs> that's when we we figure it out so you know most people will understand and you know just being upfront about it is is carries weight and uh yeah we we talked about doing a recap once we get a little deeper in so it's like if you don't want to listen to these ear-shattering episodes uh (laughs) that's just sounds so terrible uh here's a recap for you we just need to get real actors to do like a dramatic reenactment of episode Mm -hmm. one yep (laughs) that'd be fantastic (laughs) if anyone's interested out there please contact the emergency power podcast (laughs) fantastic that would be fun just like overly dramatic like you know uh here is a dramatic real uh recreation if you want to just jump right into it but uh i know i know a couple podcasts that have done that uh i've so before i took over gming and uh it when when this when this podcast started i was just a player and i was just in a starfinder home game and i knew about these kind of podcasts but i didn't say anything because i didn't want to uh force my thing onto other people but they came to me the gm came to me and the players all agreed it would be really cool to turn this into a show what we Uh didn't know uh is 
the six months of recordings that we did on one Zoom recorder facing one direction was utter trash. Like it, a steaming dumpster. I was combining <laughs> two different metaphors there. A, a dumpster, oh, dumpster fire. <laughs> a, a dumpster fire of audio recordings. Uh, character, uh, players chomping on chips this close to the mic. Uh, just <laughs> ridiculous yeah. and such embarrassment that I still bear today. Uh, so when I took over GMing, when that group fell apart, I'm like, you know what? I've invested the money. I'm going to get better microphones. I'm going to get my own crew. I'm going to GM my own story. And But there are still people out there who first heard of Hexgrid Heroes as, oh, it's that one that, you know, had I had a Solarian soundbite for a Supernova, and it sounded awesome in edit. But to anyone with real human ears, it sounded like <laughs> I, I put two nails next to your eardrums and then, like, majestically slid them in like it was <laughs> I, I i found the sound bite a couple months ago and i'm like just flooded with that secondhand embarrassment but i deleted it all purged it all so <laughs> the only people that know about that were there and the few that listened and gave up on us so, so only a few loose ends to tie up right exactly there are a couple podcasters that i don't really chat with much anymore because like they were very sympathetic, but then they just stopped talking to me altogether one day. I'm like, that's why I was dead to them. And there's no coming back from how bad some of that audio was. But so, yeah, I deleted it all. Forgot, got, got rid of all of it. Started over. New crew. Started with episode one with them. And like I go you back to listen to hmm? their loss because uh, yeah. your, your, your current stuff is uh, fantastic. And I, I'm all caught up and, and I've really enjoyed it. I appreciate that. That was all done, so you would all say that. Thank you for reading so well from your scripts that I emailed you. Yeah, um, the uh, the checks yeah, in no the problem. mail, right? Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sending you <laughs> Doge coins. Those are things, still, right? Yes. Okay. They are still yes. thing. Right on. Topical hashtag. Nice. Um, we didn't date yeah, this episode at all. <laughs> but yeah, I I appreciate it. I do feel much better. I don't cringe when I hit publish. It's it's all good right. now, but like hearing your stories, like everyone has those. Some people are luckier. Some people come at this with production experience already and they kind of have a leg up and that's, you know, good on them. Uh, but some of us have to fall and fall and fall and fall before we pick ourselves up. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. We did a couple of uh, practice episodes before. Mm actually recording episode one. Oh boy do uh, we have to talk about those <laughs> yes i think if we're if we're ta if we're on this subject we need to talk about the first episodes those that All shall right. not be named uh, if we have to <laughs> so um cooper had never played starfinder at all before this podcast uh mm -hmm. adam plays D D 5e with him in a uh, private game but in order to get him familiar with the system and also to get us familiar with the new equipment that we're going to be recording with, we did mm -hmm. three episodes. Uh, we called them like episode zero. And they went over like ground combat, skill checks, mm -hmm. and uh, space combat so that Cooper could get used cool. to all that. And mm -hmm. then we could get used to recording. Oh boy! Um, if you thought our episode one had some bad 
audio quality well just you wait until like that <laughs> that five-year anniversary when we release all of these <laughs> yeah i i wrote it in my will that after i die they can be released nice <laughs> generous of you give the people what they want i mean yeah. stay alive but you know I'll, I'll take some solace in your in your passing that I have that treasure because it's, it's sure. rough. I, I feel for you. And I, I do want to ask, uh, how did you find, and I don't want to, well, first off, how did you find space combat? How are you guys doing with that? We are split <laughs> on that, device, Jeff and I. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Jeff and I have talked extensively how to make that work more smoothly because mm -hmm. I tend to find it really slow and cumbersome. Like, it mm -hmm. takes into account everything you'd want in space combat, but yes. at the cost of action, you know? Time. Everybody gets one thing they get to do per round, and mm -hmm. it's really limited on what they can do, especially in earlier levels. Mm -hmm. And my thought on it is when you watch shows or movies like Star Wars and that kind of thing, half the time it's them flying around shooting lasers the other time is jumping into the cockpit and seeing like the character reactions and stuff very and fast it's all pace. real fast pace mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. and the combat in starfinder is nothing like that no <laughs> and so it's as someone like who wants the like momentum to continue it kind of grinds to a halt in my opinion yeah and and i will agree with you there um i'm not as hard on starship combat as adam is but uh it is really slow um i think the optimal time for a combat is somewhere around 45 minutes or five rounds to six rounds for a ground combat uh starship combat though that amount of time is like three rounds and you yeah. haven't really done anything by three rounds in starfinder starship combat your your shields regenerate and you have just so much health that you have to punch through Mm -hmm. uh it makes it really fast. slows it down yeah yeah it's a so war yeah. of attrition uh mm -hmm. so what we did was uh well adam you can you're the gm you know all the rules <laughs> oh yes uh i the rules man uh i don't actually know the rules as well as jeff uh, <laughs> uh yeah we're, we're just looking at ways to make it so it's more fun and fast paced because you know you learn all the rules to your character and all the spells if they're a spell caster all the abilities if they're one of those high ability characters and then you jump into starship combat and literally no one knows what they're doing suddenly so that slows everything down and so we've been talking it over and some of our ideas consist of like changing it so where it's you don't really have shields anymore you just have a higher health amount or you change how much damage it does or the the most fun i think we had was in one of our private games uh, jeff was running a starship combat in which the six fighters only had forward arcs and our ship had arcs that shot in every direction so oh, we nice, were yeah. maneuvering in and out and it became yeah. this chess game instead mm -hmm. of really important shoot, to win the piloting initiative yep exactly yeah. yep yep and uh I, I i agree with both sides i've been i've been playing this since the game dropped and everyone is so the rules aside 
Uh, something I feel, and this isn't an, an indictment, Paizo, you can't cancel me. I'm a homebrew podcast. <laughs> I, uh, in their APs, they have one Starship Combat a book. So that is the only time most groups will ever do Starship Combat, that one time in a book. And it mm-hmm. takes, depending on your groups, one month if you're really good, six months if you don't get to meet very often. So like the 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 infrequency makes it to where you don't retain the knowledge. Yeah. And when <laughs> when you get people like in a home game, when I have like if I had all afternoon to play, I would love to just have a strategic slugfest battleship take place in the stars. Yeah. But in a production, I like to keep my episodes an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you know, I got to keep its own it. game. Exactly. So, like, personally, I like the no shields thing. I like, I, I have it in my head, I haven't implemented it in any fashion, but I have it in my head that there's going to be a lore thing where ship shields are uh, either impractically impossible to get <laughs> or some bullshit Star Trek thing where the shields are actually killing microbial life forms in other planes of existences. <laughs> like, nice. I, I, thank you. I like. I love Starship Combat for what it, what it, what it is. Like you know what you're doing is amazing. You, what all the stuff you're able to do is stuff that I would want to be able to do. Like if it was a video game, I would love to have as much options. Oh yeah. Yeah, as, and as I do when you when you think back about a session you just had that was three hours of spaceship combat, in your mind's eye you can see it happening in about thirty seconds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like all that fun compacted into that little bit is just yep. it's stretched out for so long, and yeah, it is One thing it's very comprehensive. It is it is about as good as you can possibly do spaceship mm-hmm. combat, but it's One it's thing rough. That we tried to do uh or we talked about what we haven't implemented was uh actually making starship combat feel more like an episode of star trek Mm -hmm. uh where we're zoomed in really close and we keep rather than zooming out focus for starship combat and we're looking at the ship we keep it zoomed in and we're still looking at the characters and they still get to perform their starship actions but uh we would probably condense it down to about three rounds being enough to let them do everything right sure uh mm-hmm. but this this would allow us to to keep the tension and the drama if the gunner can only see what's outside of their viewport and if the science officer has to actually work to relay that information yes yes action to transmit data you know action to uh study data uh not that kind of data the actual data being gathered not, not, not <laughs> absolutely <the best. laughs> like imagine if it if it was a necessary action to uh scan a ship before you could really target them because the shields just you can't penetrate them unless you have their energy signature mm-hmm. so you have to at one in one round or another go and scan them yeah um and then transmit that data so it's something we're playing around with but we haven't implemented yet um to to keep the starship combat interesting for a podcast yeah like rp is like i said earlier super important and when i'm playing a game in combat i'm always throwing out lines or how my character is feeling in the moment before Mm -hmm. he gets attacked or attacked or whatever i want that same thing in starship combat i want there to be emotional impact when you miss or don't miss so when it's this thing where you wait 
10 minutes for your thing to come around. You roll your dice, you miss. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just wait another 10 minutes. Like, so we're really trying to adjust it. It makes Starship Combat a little bit more like uh, how I imagine dog actual dog fights, right? Uh, in modern times, a couple of shots is going to cripple your ship potentially. Uh, yeah. So it you know, makes it a lot, each shot and each miss a lot more impactful. I, I completely agree. Yeah, and I I would uh I'm gonna be we've we've done one practice uh, with this current group. I've done a practice starship combat uh, off the record uh, because I was a little worried. Uh, the previous group, all they wanted to do was I had one guy that really wanted to fly, and everybody else they only wanted to shoot guns in starship combat. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, we can play it like that. It's our game. We do what we want. But like, that wasn't much fun for me as the the only Star Trek fan in the group. Like, they just wanted to run and gun. I mean, huh. literally. Sure. So with this group, with the the current group, I'm like, you know, what stations? I got uh, I got two rogues, a fighter, and a mage. If we want to like, you know, simplify down their class roles. So like the mage doesn't have a lot of skills like that, but the magic officer thing can do fun control buffs and stuff yeah. like that. The soldier going to be a great gunner. Uh, the, 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 uh, one of the rogues is more barred than rogue and he, he'll be great for, you know, like I have all these support things and one fighter. So I'm like, you know what? I want to zero in on this and make sure each of them has impactful roles in starship combat. And it's not just, um, just like a, a submarine movie that is is taking it too literally you know it's i yeah. don't it's it's a it's like like you you know playing with it haven't implemented it into an actual episode but i'm there like they are about finished where they're at they're you know sessions three to four sessions away from being out of these caves and into space and i'm very much i mean this is a spoiler i'm throwing a starship combat at them uh to like you know they're going to have to do it. And, uh, and I'm just like racking my head. Some of the ideas you gave are real good too. I'm going to, I might steal them. Um, Go <laughs> but for just, it. just finding like the, the right thing. Cause I want to be true to the system. I want to be true to the game, but I also need to be entertaining just as much. Yes. Because then people, people, I've heard people, I've heard other podcasters say they've had listeners say they'll like straight up skip an episode of starship combat. Uh, in Starfinder, and that's that's terrible because yeah. this, yeah. this system offers this beautiful thing, and uh, just some of the bad publicity and bad experiences have completely ruined it. So, I hope. I mean, to... I know I know podcasts that have uh, taken two episodes to record mm -hmm. one Starship Combat. Um, yep. It's it's a problem. Yep, yep. It's and you know, it, it's a it's a problem for like like <laughs> you know. We're, we're, we're more or less ambassadors to the system. If I hear a podcast dogging it, just, just spending an hour and a half to do three rounds of Starship Combat, and the entire time they're they're throwing things at the table, you hear them grunting, like, that's not fun. That's not even entertaining. You're just being right. bitter. And, like, you yeah. know, I, I'm not beholden to, to Paizo whatsoever, but, like, I'm not going to drag my feet and have a little tantrum like I'm going to find other ways as a performer. That's what we have to do: is find ways of making it interesting. Yeah, the, that's the, the beauty system, of being a home group, homebrew group. Yep. Yeah, the the system itself is, as I look at it, kind of a ball of clay. 
it's mm -hmm. formed in some ways and that gives you structure and then you kind of tweak it and yeah. move it around to turn it into what you envision it to be so you know paizo's stuff is fantastic and i love their system and i just want to make that even more even better give more people a fun different experience than what they might find in the books exactly that applies to any rpg rule set i think oh absolutely it's, anytime you've got a, a book of rules you know they're they're more like guidelines anyway <laughs> <laughs> nice excellent so uh I don't really take notes for these. These are legit just supposed to be hangouts where we just have conversations and the tangents have been great. Um, your, 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 like your podcast, like I, I am a very big soft spot in my heart for homebrew podcast. So you already had a huge leg up uh, just like, just by saying like, we're not following an AP. Hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, so you are like, we are very close to where you're at with the recording so that you don't have like, like I have evil diabolical things you just haven't heard yet, haha. <laughs> but uh, oh, I have evil diabolical things that you guys haven't heard just yet. In his head, <laughs> still. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, but so like when I talk to Jeff, I'm not talking to a guy who's lying. Like, oh yeah, this is where we're at. Like, there may be things that happen, but like, like people that I talk to that I have six months of backlog, and I'm like, how how do you have conversations? Sure. <laughs> like I, I had a, I once had a very long backlog, and uh, people were like, "Oh, I love it when your character did this." I'm like, "My character's kind of one note. Could you tell me exactly <laughs> what I yeah, did?" Yeah. Uh, how long ago was this? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like re-listen to the episode. So it, it's nice. Hopefully, you guys... haven't died since then. Uh, <laughs> at one character. point, which character yeah. is this? Yeah just two weeks ago that happened for a podcast i was a guest and they were like oh my god i can't believe you did that and i said is this when i got wings or when i got a motorcycle i never get either <laughs> but because i needed them to explain to me what it is that i did that like that they like so much i'm not i'm not up on all my listening of my own stuff let alone stuff i actually want to listen to uh so like it's it's nice that you guys it's it's got to be a little tense like oh i gotta get this edit done yeah oh yeah late. so that that's nice that you are keeping it a little close but i totally understand the pressure you must be under yeah um, we're we're trying to get at least a few out so we have that buffer zone but mm -hmm. yeah i don't think it's ever gonna get to the point where we have six months out i just don't see it happening yeah <laughs> same yeah we we like to keep it too fresh yeah 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 that's that's a that's a good problem to have is keeping it fresh so it's it's all right there uh, so that's about all I really had to cover. Uh, is there any fun stuff you'd like to share about your pod that you feel comfortable sharing or uh, anything you'd like to chat about? I got I got time, but we can uh, start to tie this off if uh, you guys don't have anything else. Adam? Hmm. Uh, all I can do is throw some teasing out there. Like I have some really interesting stuff I'm trying to shift away from just the regular combat and i'm trying to make it more interesting so be ready for fun stuff like that and i of course have oh so many more fun reveals okay. yeah like your your chase scene was fun i enjoyed that <laughs> yeah yeah um, changed it up from combat to they have to do actions like every time you get around a corner you have to go left oh, forward right this is, happens over here this did, happens over there that was just last episode you had that chase 
Like, yeah. uh, that was amazing. I meant to message, like, so I have, I'm that guy who's listening in the middle of the night and I will message in whatever capacity I have access to the people like, oh my God, you did this. This is amazing. I'm going to start doing that uh, a little more probably <laughs> because <laughs> like we're like, it was already great, but then you did this very cinematic chase that isn't exactly chase rules, which makes it even no. more exciting for me who knows oh, yeah. the rules. I was so, so stressed like, out. Oh, that was, it was so good. Like it, I didn't feel it was scripted at all, but like if someone who didn't know, like, like it seems like they knew where they're going. Like, no, there was, there was difficulty. There were no. consequences to the actions made. Sliding across the hood is always a good move and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was a very, very good scene. So just kudos again to, to putting Thank this system so through its paces and yeah. making it Adam enjoyable. Adam to us after the, after that episode was recorded that, mm -hmm. uh, he had like the area mapped out. So it, what he wasn't just sending us no. to, to like a railroaded uh, destination. The way mm -hmm. that it came out was how he had laid out the environment. Yeah. And, it was uh, a literal labyrinth that, yeah. Yeah. Whenever they decided something, it could loop around, it could come to a dead end. They could find something interesting, yep. you know? So I, I really wanted to give something fun after I know our, our first real big combat was a little lengthy. So I wanted to do something to like throw energy into it. And yeah. as I mentioned before, I'm not as big of a rules person. So mm -hmm. I did my own chase rules. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. No, it was great. So yeah, that, that's dynamite. So, all right. Uh, please everyone, if you're, if you stuck around, these, these guys are great. Uh, great, great characters, great voices. Like, uh, the, you guys are from different areas and like you can really tell like they're I'm not you know shitting on anyone's podcast but and definitely not a Starfinder one but there have been podcasts I listened to in the past where they're all childhood friends and they all basically sound the same and it's <laughs> it's it's it's, ter it's terrible trying to like to pinpoint character voices but you guys each of your uh, characters have distinct your player characters have distinct voices and accents um I've never heard the word heuristics more in my life since I started listening to your podcast. <laughs> so uh, thank you to 5E for that. Um, is Cooper 5E or is that? That's Richard. Richard, Richard. Thank you, Richard, for uh, just just primo use of the word heuristics. I hear, I, I like, I get a tingle. Like he gets it. He gets, he gets. <laughs> yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would do if I had to have as big a vocabulary as Richard. Right. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, check them out. All great. Uh, it was, it's not uh, a month long commitment to catch up just a long ass weekend and you're good. You're there. And, uh, thank you both for uh, hanging out with me so much. It was a, it was a blast to get to chat with you all. Yeah. yeah thanks for having us. That was great. Yeah, it was great. Anytime you want to hang out again, record it or not, let me know. <laughs> oh, definitely will. Cool. Excellent. And uh, so that's it for Hexgrid Hangouts this week. Stay tuned next time. Same Hex time, same Hex channel, Hexgrid Heroes.